Hey everyone, Ryan here, and if you have been keeping up with our Horrorphobia wheel, you would know that this episode is supposed to be Wreck, but it's not. And the reason for that is because I'm a dum-dum and I deleted the audio recordings before I could edit it, so that episode is lost to the world. We will revisit Wreck at some point in the future, but for now, please enjoy Rosemary's Baby, because I'm an idiot. Sorry guys, and enjoy the show. Welcome to Horrorphobia, a spooky movie review podcast for the horror lovers and the horrorphobics alike. I'm your host, Jake. Next to me is my wife, Emily. Hello. Across the internet, we have our friend, Ryan. Hello. And all the way across the slutty, slutty internet, we have our friends, Ian and Jake. Yo. Zaza. <laughs> we are a group of lifelong friends who review horror movies. Why horror movies? Because I love them. And I hate them. We have a great episode for you today. On this episode, we will be reviewing Rosemary's Baby. First, we will do a movie synopsis or spoiler-free review. Then we'll get everyone's score for the film. We will review on a scale of 1 to 10. 1 being... 10 being... A... <laughs> then Ryan, acting as a resident scaredy cat, will rate the spook factor of the film. Then we will begin our spoiler-filled walkthrough of the film. I'll be providing some critical reception upon release. Uh, and I will be providing behind-the-scenes information. And if it applies, I'll provide production budget versus box office gross, and then we'll do our own personal likes and dislikes of the film. Uh, and then after our review, we're going to play a game. And this week's game is going to be a game called Critical Perception. So stay tuned to see what that is. All right, and then after the game, we will go to horror, the Horrorphobia Wheel and decide next week's movie. Like I said before, this week's movie is Ro Rosemary's Baby, 1968. Synopsis is this. The story is about a young married couple that moves into a Manhattan apartment with a dark history and nosy neighbors. The couple finds themselves pregnant, and as a consequence of that, the busybody neighbors were out there welcome with Rosemary and the church and whoa, <laughs> with Rosemary <laughs> and the child she's carrying. I just stroked out for a second. <laughs> Rosemary and the <laughs> Did you get fucked by Satan, dude? Yeah, dude. <laughs> is this really happening? Satan. <laughs> All right, my review is this. Rosemary's Baby could have also been titled Gaslighting the Movie. The influence that this movie has had on horror movies since its release cannot be overstated. The overall acting in this film is very well done and believable. The perfect amount of tension is built with an exercise in patience and a wonderful attention to detail. All the while bolstered by one of the most versatile, haunting, and beautiful soundtracks I've ever heard in a film. The story is a slow burn, so much so, 
that people may find it a little slower paced than they'd like. The movie is also a time capsule of men being shitty to women with seemingly no repercussions, except for the multiple verbal and written spankings drafted by millennials in modern day. They, the main issue some people may have is that the movie is written and directed by a real life sexual predator, Roman Polanski, a detail that makes most of us ask ourselves, is it possible to, or okay to enjoy a movie made by a garbage person? In the case of this movie, for me personally, I say yes. Every person in life has good things and bad things about themselves. It's not my fault that the only redeeming quality that Polanski has is that he's a really good filmmaker. As, <laughs> Professor, as Professor Slughorn said to Tom Riddle, there can be no light without the dark. But as for myself, I tend to stay in the light. So for the movie, for, so for this movie, the light is the amazing performance done by Mia Farrow as Rosemary. But as a millennial, I'd be re remiss if I didn't say fuck Roman Polanski with a rusty dildo. But goddamn, is Rosemary's Baby an amazing and influential film? That's why I'm giving this movie 8.0 Hail Satan's out of 10. Mm. Yep, yep. Good points. Good points. I don't Can know you if separate it's... the art from the artist. Yeah, I don't know if it's like good points, but I feel like it just you kind of have to talk about it because some people feel weird about watching certain movies because they're made by gross people like Jeepers, I mean, Jeepers Creepers is made by an also uh, convicted pedophile, but Jeepers Creepers is a shitty movie. So I just don't watch Jeepers Creepers, but Rosemary's Baby and most other Polanski films are just. Very I mean, well done we, films. we know how good Rosemary's Baby is. We don't know how good it is to have sex with a 13 year old. So, <laughs> I mean, we have to. Oh. I, there's always that. Yeah. Yeah. That is true. You're not lying, I guess. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> oh, shit. Um, okay. Well, I did not know this about the director, and we can get into this a little bit later, but first, I'll do my review. Yeah. Uh, so. Rosemary's Baby is a flawed but charming movie. It has competent actors for the most part, especially considering the time it was made. The script is well-written, almost too well. The conversations are so realistic, it's almost boring, like someone butt-dialed you, but they're not talking shit or having sex. And it's a very long and slow-paced movie while simultaneously giving you whiplash with the quickness of the scene changes. In my opinion, the first half of the movie is almost unbearable. However, it's necessary to get us to the back nine where the real raw meat of the film is presented. Rosemary's gradual loss of control coincides with her getting closer to uncovering the mystery. And when it all comes to a head, the extent of the gaslighting goes all the way back to the snooze fest that is the first half. Now ignore everything I just said and just know it's a good movie that could have been better if it wasn't for that god awful haircut. <laughs> uh, and I'm going to give it a 6.4 silly women reading books. <laughs> All right. So, uh, Emily, this is this was your movie this week. Yeah. So, what do you give in this movie? Um, I give this movie 8.5 spontaneous Fidel Sassoon's. Um, this is my pick. I this so is it's ba wait basically basically. Well, Ryan's was. 
reading women reading books so yeah. i guess not exactly the same the haircut was Wait, in the what, review. yeah i sorry. did yeah i mentioned the haircut in the review that's why what did you how do you pronounce that again what do you say is that how you say it vidal sassoon yeah I, is that french i don't know that's like the it's, magazine it's the name. or yeah. the it's name the, of oh, the, okay. the guy who did the hairstyles in this movie he did mm. the style. Oh. He's the actual stylist in this movie. Oh, nice! They just shouted him out right in the movie. It mm -hmm. looks like a. Sure. It looks like I'm a sure book. he's long dead by now. Oh, oh absolutely! I, yeah. <laughs> I don't know why I never thought this movie was. I mean, it's slow paced in the middle of the movie, but I've always loved this because I think it's so beautiful, and it is for the time and the genre in the when did this come out 60 68 68 like usually their more higher brow horror is a bigger snooze fest than what i feel like this is um so i think it's beautiful yeah and i think that the acting is really good in my opinion yeah mm -hmm. yeah. yeah no I, I mean i mean i guess i guess i understand what ryan ryan's saying about the pacing but yeah oh yeah it's but, the 60s though yeah yeah um either way uh ian what are you giving this film um so i just finished watching this movie about 30 minutes ago um so i don't have i don't have Fresh. a ton ton written out yeah uh but it's definitely it's definitely a slow slow burn horror um yeah but it's uh it's full of paranoia and i love a good culty witchy movie um so i'm going to give this uh 7.6 raw meat dinners just as raw as your raw your thoughts blood. about this film right exactly. now exactly i'm still <laughs> yeah all right uh so jake what are you giving this film uh great acting uh has aged but i think uh looks great that's uh, very well shot the soundtrack's awesome. Um, I love Rosemary. Does a great convincing job. And, like, mm -hmm. buys you into her, like, story so hard that you're rooting for, like, every time she makes a move and is kind of smiling at the end, you're kind of like, oh, what would, you know, what would I do and what should she do? And, like, she's keeping you invested with, you know, with her acting, so... Uh, that held the performance for me really well through some of the more uh, slow-paced parts. Uh, I'm giving it 8.4 stinky good luck charms. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, that was. I'm just a hater. I'm, not, I'm a hater recently. And that's okay. <laughs> I mean, I my favorite movies. Yeah, I, I didn't think that. I didn't think this movie was going to be your bag. Like, if you. If we had done this review and you told me you loved it, it would have that would have surprised me. It redeemed itself by the end. The going through the first half of it, I was like, "Good fucking god, I hate anything made before 1980." Like, <laughs> it's so arch. It's it's crazy. Like, but then I see what they were doing, and like it, there's a lot of art to it that I think that we. I I think almost we've lost now. You know what I mean? There's there we've changed our direction as far as directing movies and the way that we look at things. But I think back then there's an artistic style that I don't think can be replicated. Yeah. So those movies have their place in history. 
Yeah. I think, I think though too, is they were just hitting their, the, the stride for this. Like, I think you could look at it the other way too, to where, I mean, we're all too young for that, but like, this is when that, that storytelling kind of hit a spot between we're moving away from that, uh, from the modern movie, but like for horror, it's just catching its stride into this type of movie. And you wouldn't see that until later and how much this stuff influenced. Like, I think uh, the week we were talking about, oh, it was just our newest release, which is The Wicker Man. Uh, Jake talked about, like, it, the movie Sticky DNA. I'm like, this movie is, like, sticky Satan DNA. Yeah. That found its way into even more uh and influence even more creators uh that are closer to our generation yeah right wicker man and and rosemary's baby are very similar in in the in two instances that they're uh both slow burns and they're both the entire time the main character is getting gaslit the entire time yeah Mm. and they both have body double ass shots (laughs) yeah. (laughs) (laughs) yeah yeah i guess so yeah. Yeah. <laughs> Are you sure this this one was a body double? It's very obvious body double. You sure? The whole yeah, because they never show her face with the naked body. Mm-hmm. So it like every time it like shows anything, it's like very close up and not on her face. Like to me, that's that's a dead giveaway. It's a body double. Oh, okay. I've done yeah. enough research on the subject. At least plausible deniability. <laughs> They show her topless though. That's not my pussy. No, but, yeah, but from like the side, like you never see her nips. Yeah, you do. Oh, yeah. and her nips and her face. Yes, you never see her nips and her face at the same time. Uh, you see her side boob, but no nip. Um, oh, if it is, it's a quick. It's quick. Um, but yeah, this is my segment. This is uh, <laughs> yeah, this is weird. The, Ryan's <laughs> Mister Skin Minute. <laughs> Mister, it's an attack. Scrawny skin minute. He's like, <laughs> he's he's like Adam Savage of of like finding out whether or not somebody's actually named. Yeah, body double. Instead of Adam, Adam ruins everything. It's Ryan masturbates to everything. <laughs> <laughs> but he'd much prefer it actually be a celebrity. Yeah, I can't. I can't get down to body doubles. I got body, another body name. double bullshit. It's like, like deep fake. Some poor three out of ten. Stand in. <laughs> <laughs> oh shit! All right. Uh, so I guess we've gotten everybody's score, right? Right. Mm-hmm. Did I cut somebody off? Did he end? Mm-hmm. Oh yeah, he gave us number. Yeah, no, we're all good. No, no spooky store though. Square though. Yeah. yeah okay. Okay. Uh, so non-factor. Oh, non-factor. Okay. Do you, no, yeah. Okay. Is that all? Well, there's just nothing. I mean, I don't know. Like not scary at all to you? No. One one point four, uh, demon baby cribs. Actually, actually you know <laughs> what? Maybe maybe we should just make this Emily spook factor because she's a woman and this is all about Rosemary. That's pretty spooky. Oh, that's true. Yeah. Well, you. Th- oh, I guess yeah. Maybe the things that are scary about this film are not scary to me because like I don't have to deal with it. Because you you would be guy. <laughs> Just rape, yeah, raping her. Yeah, having a successful acting uh, career, <laughs> and just being like, "I'm leaving." Bye, dumb yeah. pregnant woman. 
True, okay. true. So, yeah, well, how scary was this film, Emily? I mean, in terms of my husband's not believing to believing me and being mean to me, that's a five out of ten. Spooky. <laughs> I don't like that mm-hmm. at all. But oh, my wow. neighbors and, being and- witches, that's a zero out of ten spooky. That'd be exciting. I would just be upset that I was left out, you know? Yeah. Like, Take the baby. Okay, she's, like, she's like, you could <laughs> you could have just asked. Yeah. I, I, I would have joined. It's like, that's, that's one like of the things in- I was thinking about when I'll Oh, actually, I guess we'll wait till spoilers. spoilers. It's the movie where she goes, I like Spider-Man. Like, he's just going to oh, movies. Uh, uh, knocked up. It's either, yeah, it's it's like, I was about to say, it's either Knocked Up or This Is 40. I can't remember which one it is, but yeah, Knocked Up, yeah. Like, I, I think know. the body horror alone of, like, the idea of being pregnant. It could be in, like, a comedy, and I'd be like, if I were yeah. a woman, I'd be like, oh, being <laughs> pregnant. And just yeah. having stabbing <laughs> pains the whole time. I am terrified of having a bad pregnancy. That would yeah, be. Of course. Yeah, yeah. You I think that, Jake? It, Wrap it up. It creates like the or just like, make sure it's a good pregnancy. Like just take care of me. Yeah, guarantee nothing. Yeah, it's like the bedrock of this horror movie is like the low lying terror of having like a messed up pregnancy. Yeah. yeah, yeah. I was trying to think and look up before this to see if it had some sort of like a like metaphor mm-hmm. for something. I didn't end up looking it up. I just thought about it. But <laughs> we started an hour before um, mine, mine I thought Google. we were going to because I forgot about the time change. So there is a time oh, difference. Shit. So oh, I don't okay. know well. if there is a metaphor or not. We'll see. We'll we'll see next time. We'll find it. We'll find it while we're going. Yeah. Okay. All right. So I guess it's not spooky. Everybody's saying it's not very spooky. Um, except for Emily, except for me. I mean, she said spooky. it's kind of spooky. It's finally kind of spooky. Yeah, I mean, you gave five one of the one of the factors a zero and the other factor a five. So I mean, yeah. So I okay. Sure. I guess we'll uh, get into spoilers. so (laughs) to the um uh oh critical reception first before me i'm sorry ladies first yeah yeah, emily talk to us about the critical reception you twat god so the critical reception upon release was better than i thought it was gonna be i mean it's good now so i guess it was before they stopped letting horror movies into the academy awards and golden globes um Mm. so ruth gordon which is the neighbor right won for best supporting actress Mm -hmm. for the academy awards yeah um and the there's a review renata adler from the new york times said the movie although it's pleasant doesn't seem to work on any of its dark or powerful terms i think this is because it's almost too extremely plausible so they thought it was too too realistic it was almost too realistic which i don't know about that but so it was pretty good 
Well, I mean, I guess in comparison to horror movies before that, it's it feels too grounded. Yeah. Well, no, like that's what I was getting to in my review was like their conversations like that. I'm I'm watching their conversations and I'm just like. They're just ta- like, I feel like they're just talking and someone's just like, oh, get the camera on them. Like, yeah. it's just a, a, a natural, you know, everybody was just really good at conversing, except for yeah. one person. Uh, I the uh the 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 dope the dope head oh uh, terry she was a horrible actress yeah uh, yeah but everybody else everybody else did great yeah that's why she um, jumped out of the building yeah exactly they're like you suck at acting and she's like no and she just makes it and did her part yeah <laughs> um but uh yeah so the uh the budget and the budget was 3.2 million uh, but they made ten times that oh, worldwide, thirty-three million. Um, and I think, oh, yeah, yeah, there wasn't a whole lot of international money coming in because they. This is back before they were, we were like selling China everything, so. Oh. Uh, yeah. So most most of the money actually came from domestic. So yeah, thirty-three million about. The um, Chinese would have removed the elevator guy. Because he's black. (laughs) Wasn't his his name like Dominic or something? Like what? Or what? What was this? Diego. Diego. Or what? I I remember. Oh yeah, was Was it Diego? Yeah, yeah. yeah. (laughs) Diego, seven, please. (laughs) (laughs) Did people actually talk like that back then? Like you know how there's like, you see these like older like sixties and seventies movies, and the way they talk is almost like the cadence of like an English accent without the. The, the actual accent the transatlantic accent yeah, isn't that what it's called i don't is think that so. what it is i think i think that's something that you put on when you're acting right that's what i mean it feels yeah. like a show like yeah. it's like oh i'm gonna go and get things for the house and or yeah. and it's just and it's the guys now, i know i know why the guys all talked the way they did like back in the day like when they were they were like come on down it's like the high voice because uh recording um, when you're recording vocals with like older, older mics, it wasn't good at picking up deep voices. Oh, interesting. So you would put on like a higher voice and it would come through clearer. So they yeah. would talk like that. They'd be like, come on down to the movies, bring your best gal, only a nickel. Yeah. You know what I mean? Like it, there was a reason why they did that. Cause that Hitler is a bad egg. <laughs> <laughs> Doesn't seem like he's up to any good. <laughs> Yeah, it's that uh, that fucking little rascal shit. You know what I mean? Like where it's just they talk a certain way. And like, I'm just like, I want to go back in time and just hear people talk and see what they actually sounded like. Yeah. I don't I mean, I think it was a little more British because we are just becoming less British as our like us as a culture are here longer. And happy fourth, everyone. Fuck yeah. Let's go America. Did you know the southern accent? God damn right, we're getting less British every minute. (laughs) (laughs) The southern accent is closest to closer to a British accent than like us in the Northeast. Yeah, it's closer to Irish. Oh, crazy. Okay, yeah. Well, that's because we don't have an accent. We just talk the way the words are 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 spelled. Yeah, we're exactly how you should say everything. Wait, you're saying we don't have an accent because we're better. Yeah. No, we don't. We we talk the way like how it's spelled. That's how we talk. Ah, um, I see. It all makes sense now. That's it. That's it. That's why. 
<laughs> all right, all right. Jake's looking at me with with a look, so I'm gonna get into the walkthrough here. Yeah. <laughs> I just, I don't know if you're serious, but I've had that debate with people that have said that people from West New York have said that no, we don't have accents. And I'm like, yes, we do. Everyone. Oh, I'm 100 kidding. Okay. He's joking. Okay, my friend, my friend, my friend Brendan was like, no, we don't have accents. And I'm like, literally every person on this planet has an accent to someone. Yes. That's how that works. I agree. And he's yes. like, no, we I, don't. Every patient that I talk to at work is like, you're not from around here, are you? I'm like, no. Oh, okay. Yeah. Okay, yeah. good. I, I I thought you were mad at me because I wasn't getting the walkthrough. But no, you just, you no, just they're just people. I wasn't they're just okay. People and I was like, shit, is this a, is this a weird hill that Ryan's going to die on? <laughs> I do have a lot of weird hills I die on. Yeah, I know. I was uh, like, hey, uh, a straight was, should be to flush. <laughs> a straight should be to flush in poker, but that's just me. Um, but anyways, uh, yeah, let's get into the, the walkthrough here. So Rosemary's baby centers la, around. La, the... la, la, la. Yeah, <laughs> just, uh, talk, talk about talk about the, the okay centers around the Woodhouse couple. Uh, Guy and Rosemary Woodhouse. Guy Woodhouse is a stage actor, a failing one at that, not doing very good for himself. And I don't think the wife does anything, right? No, she, yeah. she's a housewife. She's just kind 60s. of like, yeah, housewife, yeah. 60s. Uh, when, when was the, the feminist movement? I think that was the 60s. Was, yeah, she just was, she didn't want any uh, part of that. It hadn't happened. Well, I think this this technically oh. takes place in 1965, so I don't know. That's Sorry true. for not knowing the the history of, of uh. They're on the East but, Coast. Uh, if they were if they were in like Berkeley, I mean they'd be all about mm. it. They need okay. to be on the other they'd coast. Drop East coast. Ass right. East you need to go to Portland for that shit. Absolutely. Till the room stands. The East Coast establishment was just. And they're from right. like Connecticut. Where did they say that? Like the two of them like, were from. She's from Omaha. Omaha. Oh, he's okay. from uh, Baltimore. Gotcha. Baltimore. Um, both great cities. Oh yeah, yeah. Uh, according to uh, Mr. Uh, uh, Mr. Guy, forgot his name. Oh yeah. The, the Mr. Yeah. Mr. Satan. We'll get no. there, Mr. Mr. Oh, Harbinger of Satan. Is it Genovia? Uh, the, no. The, they're moving into this apartment building in New York City. Um, they're they're taking a look. What was that? Uh, they're they're Castavets or or whatever. Yeah, yeah. The oh, the Castavets. Yes, those are the Roman and and uh, I'm having a hard Mini. time with names tonight. Many Mini. Yeah. should have written this shit down. Um, I got you. But down. yes, so they're they're kind of touring this apartment. Uh, Rosemary fucking loves it. And guys just kind of looking around like he's acting almost like they, they you know, she likes it more than he does. But it's just a price thing. It's, yeah. about, it's just too expensive. That's all it is. Yeah. Um. The one uh, the one thing that, to, to note here is that the so there was a person that lived there before uh, that died. And they were like, she, she, Rosemary was like, oh, did she die in the apartment? And he's like, oh, no, 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 not in the apartment, not in the apartment. But it does show uh, a like on the ground. Like, it was all like busted in there. Like by like, was that by like a stairwell? So did that was that uh, kind of show? Did she jump off like the stairwell or something? Like, is that what happened there? Oh, I don't know. Not that we know. It didn't explain it, but like 
so I think there was a there might have been a stairwell there or something because it's like you saw the ground was all caved in there or whatever yeah so I'm wondering if like she killed herself by jumping off of that uh, yeah I think Satan and, did is like a superhero jump up the staircase yeah oh like, yes superhero landing yes like we all do. Yeah. no 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 okay I think he went up and then had sex with a person <laughs> yeah probably the annoying laundry lady probably and, probably yeah <laughs> pregnancy didn't take but either way they're looking through it and so they're talking about how the a lot of these apartments used to be like combined and like were bigger but they had sectioned them off into smaller units and there was one uh they where there's a wall where that separates the two apartments and there's a closet there but the closet was blocked off by this big like dresser and they're like oh that's weird and they're like oh it used to be over there you can see the skid marks of where it was on the ground so they move it and all that was in the closet was just some towels and a vacuum cleaner so kind of yeah. odd but nothing to note yet uh but they do end up taking this apartment uh and the first thing that happens is rosemary meets this young woman terry down while doing laundry in this creepy basement um she is a recovering drug addict who is being taken care of by Minnie and roman castavit uh these elderly neighbors that live right next to the woodhouse uh so they're just kind of talking they become instant friends kind of um terry has on this little necklace that has like what she calls a tannis root in it and it smells really bad but she says that it was given to her by the cast of it, and it brings her good luck yo that shit stank uh, yeah that shit stank real bad um now one night terry kills herself or apparently kills herself uh there is a big commotion outside of the apartment building and as guy and rosemary approach uh they see that it is terry all bloody and shit and she is wearing that same necklace uh with the tannis root in it they're saying that they know her um, and while that's happening, the elderly neighbors, the cast of it's approach very well to do looking people at first her hat, I thought, I thought was a wig. <laughs> so like, you know how she had like that white, like fluffy hat. Yeah. Yeah. Right. Had, like... So from far away, I thought that that was supposed to be like old woman hair, <laughs> like, and as she was approaching and I'm watching it and I'm like. Did they just put on like the shittiest old woman spirit Halloween wig and they're just like, call it a movie. But no, it was that. Uh, but uh, yeah, so she had they, a crazy uh, hat closet, man. She did. Mm -hmm. All yeah. these scarves and hats. A lot of and hat boxes. A lot of eyeliner. So, yeah. did, so did my great grandma. Yeah, they, were they were a hat. <laughs> and both of these apartments remind me so much of my great grandma. Oh really? Yeah, my uh, yeah. I mean, they were this definitely. This scene makes me think of uh, <laughs> when I found out my grandfather died. So they they meet this old couple. Nothing super crazy happens. Now. Guy is a stage actor. He's done a few commercials, a couple plays. 
It's the same two plays that anytime someone asked about him, Roseberry's just like, he was in uh, these two fucking plays. I don't remember what they're called. The Alba- um, Luther. The Everyone hates an Albatross and Luther, right? Yeah. yeah. And yeah. Something they, like that. Whenever. No one likes yeah, an Albatross, I think. Oh. Yeah. No one. Yeah. And uh, so he's he's not doing well and he loses a part. Like he's he's up for this part and he ends up losing it to uh this this guy. Um, Donnie Baumgart. Yeah, he loses it to Donnie and he's all like mad about it. Now the husband guy Woodhouse is at first he's coming off as he's he's kind of a dick, but like not like like it looks like he just has kind of a playful relationship. Yeah. With Rosemary at first, like he makes a lot of jokes or whatever. And like, they just kind of laugh together and like, they obviously have a healthy sex life. Yeah. Um, it's my and, love. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> and everything like seems like okay with him, except for that. He's, you know, a struggling actor. Mm-hmm. Uh, they get invited over to have dinner with the cast of it. And at first, Guy is very, like, hesitant to this. He's like, oh, if we latch on to these old people, like, we're never going to get rid of them. And she's like, it's just going to be a one-time thing. They go over there. And Guy is actually very... That's Roman That's Roman Blansky talking about love interests. <laughs> <laughs> if, I get, if I get attached to all these old broads, yeah. <laughs> they're going to hang around. <laughs> I thought you were going with like this is just a one time thing. Um <laughs> yeah, that too. Yeah. Um uh, but he he meets you know guys actually very very interested in the stories that uh uh the cast of it Roman cast of it has to tell uh, especially he's somebody who's very has a lot of worldly experiences he's been everywhere. Um and he seems very interested in guy's acting career uh he's saying he can't believe he didn't get the part and that he's seen him in a play before just as an extra and it was like that thing you did there with your with your arm that gesture you made it was very authentic like just complimenting the shit out of him mm-hmm. making his head all big and so they go home rosemary and guy do and as they're there like they're laughing about how bad the food was and shit and like they're it's you you think they're on the same page where they're just like yeah we're never doing that again and guys just like yeah i'm going there tomorrow (laughs) that guy's awesome it's great and she's just like what the fuck (laughs) um but uh a little bit later guy does get the part that he had lost to donnie because donnie went blind out of nowhere and he's just like oh shit like I, I got the part, or whatever. I did, didn't want to get it this way, but okay, cool. And so, as his acting career starts flourishing, uh, he begins to neglect uh, Rosemary a bit, and she's she's feeling a little hurt by that. Uh, and he keeps like he does these like real empty reassurances, where he just kind of says the thing you want to hear without showing the actions. Yeah. Where he's just like, if you give me a chance, I'll show you, I'll change, whatever. Like, I oh, know it's it's me. I'm sorry, it's me. I'm the one who's doing it, whatever. Like, obvious gaslighting because you know that like he's just telling her these things. Yeah. To lower her guard. Yeah. Just to keep her keep her going with him. 
Yeah. And uh, they decide to have a baby. Um, and uh, so they're... So he says he's even got the schedule out. He points at the calendar. He's like, I've tracked your period. I know where the where, where we should do it. It's tonight, baby. What a weird red flag. Like, yeah, nobody knows <laughs> any mm-hmm. of that. Like, I have no idea. Is it like, could anybody not Emily? Can any of the men here off the top of their head? Can you like, like if, if a woman's period is, let's say the first through the fourth of the month, when should you try to conceive? Nobody. I'm, I'm, I'm not even sure I'm if I know that. With ovulation. Yeah, no, nope, me either. No, I, I know it's either before or after. I think it's the week <laughs> right after, right? Is it? I think so. I Dude, no. I should know that, clue. but this is before. Do we know where the moon the internet, is? So they know this shit a little bit better than us because they don't have they don't get it. to rely on Google. That's true. Do you think we know less because of our dependence oh, on the internet? Sure. Oh, we're oh, definitely dumb. Yeah. Absolutely. Dumber, dumber I retain nothing it's, that's in my head. Because the only thing we have over what, dumb is we don't have lead poisoning. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> or mesothelioma. It's, it's I, <laughs> yeah, yeah. We have other things. I don't even, sh- oh, sorry. I don't even know how babies are made. So. <laughs> it, <laughs> it's kind of like what I was trying to say during the Wicker Man. It was like I feel like like farm kids, like when they're ten, no more than me. Like you learn so much more that sticks to you about like the natural cycles, and like me, I'm like, oh, natural cycles is what I think a lot of people like. I'm I, I'm like a city kid without a city, like to where like I feel like everybody in my life was running away from that lifestyle because they were from like farms and like country lifestyles and they're like we're going somewhere we where we don't have to know mm-hmm. stuff like that we don't need to it's like mm-hmm. we'll have modern convenience and yeah i feel like some of that stuff just goes out the window that'd be like oh that would be helpful to know but like our everyday life doesn't really you know there's no real need you can get something some either somebody to tell you or you can find yeah something on the internet to tell you i mean on the flip side you also know why you should not be smoking cigarettes every second of the day and what's happening they they didn't know that before you know not to drink when you're pregnant yeah 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 you you can drink they've known that for a long time you can drink a glass Mm -hmm. of wine when you're pregnant when you're pregnant though (laughs) yeah and that's all they had was a glass of wine is there is there a little bit of a risk there is there any percentage of a risk there i i don't i don't think so i don't I think you can have a glass of wine no matter what, as yeah. long as you in moderation. I don't think it's that big of a deal when you're pregnant. No, there's technically yeah. risk in like drinking water, like overhydrating. Yeah, like I think a doctor, it's it's like usually a consensus thing where it would be like, you know, you'd ask for advice and then you'd get it and be like, oh, the doctor said it was okay if like every once in a while I have like a glass of wine. Can't take aspirin, right? right? There are medications. That what you about maybe about? aspirin? Oh, that's, that's, you have to take that every day while you're while you have a baby. Just keep taking it. Uh, don't ever make a joke like that. Okay. So on the night that they plan to conceive, they're interrupted during a romantic dinner where Minnie comes over, their nosy neighbor. That's another thing I didn't mention. She's extremely nosy and invasive. Yeah, and Rosie and her it's she I think one of the first questions she asked when she first entered the apartment was like how much you pay for that chair yeah yeah like it was just like ooh, ooh. Yeah. 
And then the thing that the thing that really bugged me was when she was leaving, she picked up her mail from the floor and started looking through her mail. Mm-hmm. And was just like, oh, bills. Uh, and like, handed, like, handed, <laughs> like, handed it to her. I was like, what the fuck? It's also <laughs> so realistic, though. Like, there are... There are like, yeah, there are certain people, for sure. Everybody knows somebody like that. Yeah. Ian's yeah. Oh, yeah. Um, oh. <laughs> Shout out, listener. Shout out to all, all my family listeners. <laughs> oh, no. Any of your family that would be listening to this knows. Oh, yeah. (laughs) I think there's a part in it's it's like off the wall or final cut. I think it's actually the wall. I think it's nobody's home. There's a part like uh, like a skid almost in it where like, uh, I don't know. It just reminds me of Minnie's voice. I think that in the song she says, "You want to take a bath," mm-hmm. and uh, it just reminded me of the all the like. Anytime it was almost like in Barbarian, is it was the same way. Like all the tunnel scenes where it was just like that was opening the door to Minnie in this for me. I'm mm. Like there were so many of those scenes where it's like if I had to pick one out, where you're just opening a, a, like the door, your front door to to this woman or her husband, I'd be like. yeah that was was the pacing for me it was like how many times do i have to watch that scene right i had read um i was doing a little bit of like alternate research this i had read that her accent was originally supposed to be like midwestern i guess like minnesota almost or whatever like which would have been like even more annoying Mm -hmm. oh how much you pay for a chair like that (laughs) y'all like Mm -hmm. (laughs) It's like damn. It just uh, but, sounded like she was from Green Bay. Yeah. Well, I just I was she just doing like a New York accent. Yeah. Sound like Harley Quinn. Yeah. Oh yeah, yeah. That makes sense. Yeah, very Brooklyn. It's the J. Mm. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Uh, but anyways, Minnie comes over, interrupts this date, and you see Rosemary is like, "Not tonight. Don't let her in. Don't let her in." And uh, you hear the door shut and she's like, thank you. He made the right decision. He's still getting laid tonight. Uh, He walks over and he's got two cups, mugs or whatever of what uh, they called chocolate mouse is what Minnie called it. Uh, Which is like what moose, right? Chocolate moose. Is that just like a hot chocolate? Uh no, it's like a it's like a more like a pudding, I guess, right? Oh, is it's it? It's like a it's like a really like a lighter than air pudding, like chocolate pudding. Oh, is it almost like My chocolate man. version of like whipped cream? Yeah, kind of. Kinda. It's got a little bit thicker of a consistency. Oh, yeah. I've never had it before, so I don't. Know. But it's I'm... it's pretty airy. It's like an airy, yeah, airy huh. gelatinine chocolate. I'm not fancy enough, but yeah, she brings it over. And they start uh, trying it, and Rosemary is complaining that it has a chalky undertaste and starts not finish it. And this is kind of when you first see Guy, like, just start to be, like, a full-on dick because he's, yeah. like, you, like, you're being rude by not, like, eating that or whatever. And, like, and he starts, like, gaslighting her, like, oh, nothing's ever good enough for you and, like, whatever. And she does the appropriate thing, which is to just be like, oh, yeah, no, if, you, if it's such a fucking big deal, I'll fucking fit it. Mm, mm, do I get a fucking gold star now? Yeah. And he's like, and he's like, you get two. Yeah. Uh, so she she finishes her her chocolate mouse. <laughs> but uh, then later she she grows dizzy and she passes out. 
Now, like this who- was... Go ahead. It sounds like whoever wrote this really knew about, like, date rape drugs because... It was written like, by Plansky. Yeah, yeah. Yeah. Like, the on-the-ship kind of thing or- is a very realistic depiction, I feel like, of even, I guess, just being drunk, but, like... The fact that you're oh, like like everything's moving. Yeah, yeah. Like she was like at first she wasn't she just on a mattress in the middle of the of like the ocean. Yeah, yeah. Right. Yeah. So this is like a dreamlike state that she's in. Yeah. Um, and she's like, you you can't tell whether she's just dreaming or if things are actually happening. It's all kind of running together. Yeah. Um, but what you end up seeing is like she's like on a ship. She's like going on the ship. They're like Catholics only. She pulls off her wedding ring for some reason. And it's probably because she's about to cheat on her husband with yeah. Satan. Yeah. <laughs> and uh I don't think it counts as her cheating on her husband. Yeah, I know, I know, I know. Um, but what's actually happening is all these cultists, including like the neighbors, the cast of vets and stuff like that, are all surrounding the bed while her husband Guy is on top of her. He starts undressing her. She's still kind of with it, but like she's talking, but like she's like, why are you undressing me? And he's like, it's time to make the baby. Like, uh, well, no, no. He, he says, he says, uh, I just want to make you more comfortable or whatever. Yeah. Yeah. And, and she's like, like I am she's, more comfortable. And, she, and he's like, well, you're about to be. Um and all these cultists are all around all naked watching as apparently the literal devil rises from the depths of hell and uh violates her yeah right all you see you see like his hands like kind of groping her her body uh a lot of prosthetic devil hands on titties yeah <laughs> just like just a little gent- gently groping well, there's some scratching too. That's a big thing too. Is like there's a lot. There's like a lot of scratches. Satan she likes it rough. The next morning, right? Yeah. So she she wakes up the next morning. She's completely naked and she's got like scratches over his body. And he like holds up his hand. Guy guys in the room. He's like, I already followed him down. <laughs> like, sorry, that was me. And so she's like, What the fuck? Like, she's like, While I was out, you fucked me. And he's like. What's up? Like, okay. it's it to- <laughs> not rape you, you silly woman. Yeah. yeah, he's like, it was time to make the baby, and she's like, well, you could we could have done it like this morning or later tonight. It was. He's like, yeah, hey, don't worry about it. Anyways, and like, then just excuses complete- her of drinking cocktails and wine, and it's like her yeah. fault that she yeah, no up. more getting too drunk for you, young yeah. lady. So just gaslighting the fuck out of her, like always, just like like almost like she. Like she is so right off the bat, being like a housewife without like a career dependent on her husband or whatever, she is uh like they're automatically putting her in a in, in a place of dependence. Yeah. Right. And then they're just preying on that. Like it's and then they're, so they're 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 cutting her off from from financial. Later on, they start cutting her off from like her friends. Uh, from anybody who's willing to help her from information like there is just a complete seclusion of of just you know treating this woman like she's a baby and needs to be protected from the world and like anything almost like there's a parental lock on anything that enters into her life Mm -hmm. um but uh 
So she just thinks these dreams. So the only thing you see, you see the, the like the the Satan's eyes or whatever, but you don't see like the full thing, which I think was a good move. I think sometimes it's good to just not show the full thing. Did, yeah. did that scene remind you of any other scene that you've seen before? Um, did for me. Yeah, I was. Gonna, I was like, I'm, I'm sure somebody <laughs> remembers. May have seen the. It's a shot for shot, pretty much. Yeah. <laughs> oh shit! Fucking it's. This is the end. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> like he, he says the he says the exact same line. He's like, "This is a dream. This is happening." Like you, the same thing. Oh yeah! Holy shit! That's so funny. Buckley. Yeah, that's the. the but when she says it, it's so funny. She says in a dream. This is happening. Yeah. <laughs> um. She's obviously like pretty hurt that he uh, violated her. Or at least he thinks she did. Yeah, he tries while she to was sleeping. Her. She like moves away when he tries to touch her during that. Conversation. Right. Um, but she does become pregnant. She uh, hears from her doctor, Doctor Hill, uh, that uh, she she is pregnant, and the baby is due the last week of June. And they tell the cast of it's about it. And the cast of it's are like, oh, you got to go see our doctor. You got to go see Dr. Abraham. Abraham Saperstein? Yeah. Saperstein? Saperstein? You got to go see him. He is the best. You got to fuck your Dr. Hill. You got to go see him. We'll get you a good rate. Also, just such Um, a realistic thing that you're not doing the right thing unless you're (laughs) doing what the person you're talking to, like going to that. Oh, yeah. Yeah, and it's like they don't have kids. How the fuck would they know? But anyways, yeah. so the baby's uh, uh, due in June. Uh the last week of June. That's just like Satan to take away Pride Month away from the games, <laughs> <laughs> or like, give oh, it back to like, them. Depending no, on no, he's it. like my son's born in your month. <laughs> <laughs> the month is one. Hail Satan! Pride Month is over. <laughs> I mean, he made <laughs> he made Pride Month the first month of the year. You know. No, no, that's not of his year. Yeah, month. The first month of his year. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah. And I don't know what you guys are talking about because I don't know if you didn't get the memo, but it's a summer of pride. Oh yeah, true, true. true. Pride summer. Sorry guys, whole summer. Mm. In his hands, he's got the whole. (laughs) (laughs) Uh, I wish I had some Bud Light. I fucking love Bud Light. You love Bud Light. I do. I have, I always love Bud Light, and I won't stop drinking it just because Kid Rock shot a case. So he's still selling it. Yeah, <laughs> absolutely, he is. Yeah, he's still selling it. Not affecting I, I his bottom drink. line. <laughs> so she she goes to see this doctor, and she's like, "Oh, like Doctor Hell, like like told me about these pills," and he's like, "Nope, no pills, no pills." And then she's like, oh, "Okay, well, ready?" Like, "Nope, don't read." Don't don't read anything. <laughs> and she's just like, wait, what? And he's like, nope, just fucking. You're a woman. Uh, I'm going to have your, your entire role is to carry it. That's it. Don't think. Yeah, he's like, he I'm going to have. It. I'm going to have many make you a protein job. shake. <laughs> and uh, you're going to drink that. And I don't trust pharmaceutical companies. You're not going to drink the pills. Uh, the masks. Are, we wear masks because the government wants to control our brains. <laughs> <It's not>. uh, <laughs> <laughs> and uh he'll say and he'll say muscle milk uh, 
so yeah that was a big thing though is that like he's like i don't stop no pregnancy don't talk to your friends because every pregnancy is different don't read books nothing's nothing's like it is in the books like just trying to just be like just listen to me nobody else i mean i think a lot of doctors um, do say shit like that though, though because women are gonna look up things on the internet and think that they're gonna you know like, yeah well, that might be true but they i shouldn't do- they shouldn't be allowed on the internet. Yeah. Well, yeah. <laughs> I mean, that's... shouldn't be. A... Who's teaching these people how to read? Like, how do you? you that's what I'm saying. I yeah. mean, Erka I think most kitchen. doctors, like, if you're if you're pregnant, they be they would probably tell you don't go to WebMD and look. Well, up yeah. Do you know? Do you know what what education and uh, uh, a job is for a woman? A way out. Why the fuck did we do that? No way. Yeah. Mm-hmm. yeah. I am tired. No, guys. <laughs> I I far enough um now rosemary is experiencing these pains in her stomach a lot and she's thinking that something's wrong she's going to her doctor the new doctor abraham about it and he's like it's fine just keep taking your vitamins not the pills though those shakes and so she's drinking these fucking milkshakes mm. it kind of just looks like a, a like melted um cookies and cream ice cream yeah. Like what she's or, drinking, or bird, or bird shit, or bird shit. Yeah, interchangeable, really. Yeah, I do like cookies uh, and cream. You cookies do. and cream mm-hmm. is absolutely fantastic. Uh, but so Rosemary's getting fucked up, like slowly. So like through the the abdominal pains are the first thing, but then she starts losing weight. She gets these like bags under her eyes. She cuts her hair. She looks like shit. <laughs> and aside from all, she's looking in the mirror at like how bad she looks physically. Like her cheekbones are showing. She's got these bags or whatever, but she's got this short haircut. And she comes out to to guy her husband, and she's like, "I look terrible." He's like, "You're fine, except for that haircut." <laughs> yeah, she looks yes. like the I I I like turtles. Okay. <laughs> She's so gaunt. Almost looks like face paint. Yeah. Yeah. And um, so there is a there's a dude named Hutch, which is this old guy that's like a family friend of them that uh he's like really into like he had done research on all the, like the weird shit. He earlier in the movie he was having dinner with the couple and he had mentioned to them about like all like the kind of like unfortunate happenings that have happened at this particular apartment building that they live in yeah and he had looked further into it uh and he wanted to talk to rosemary about it so uh he calls her up and he's like hey rosemary like i'm gonna be here at this time like we should talk and she's like what's it about i can't tell you just we'll talk about it then uh well, the next day she goes to show up he's not there and she goes to call for him and they're like oh yeah he's in a coma uh sorry and right where she was supposed to meet him fucking minnie shows up yeah yep and minnie's just like oh hey what a coincidence oh i'm doing christmas shopping oh what a what a world what a world and and she's just like obviously distraught from like her friend hutch here like going into a coma and she's like oh let's go you just need some sleep let's go home let's go home and they bring her back there. Rosemary is dealing with this pain for for months. She's she can't take it anymore. And she's like, 
my fucking Dr. Abraham sucks. I'm going to go see Dr. Hill again. And Guy is like, no, the fuck you're not. And starts controlling her in that way. Even controlling the, like, that is like, oh, like imagine someone telling you, no, you can't go see a doctor. Like the doctor you want to see and have any sort of yeah say on and then and then she's like she's like i want to see dr hill and he's in she's like well think or uh a guy was like think about think about dr abraham's feelings and it's like you switched from hill to abraham the first time yeah Yeah. you're just switch like either way and she freaks the fuck out and then eventually he just settles up like it's almost like he's he's looking for an excuse he's he's kind of spiraling like at first it's like Oh, like think about his feelings, and then it's like, okay, well, let's talk to Doctor Abraham and see what he says. Like, who, who you should go to? Okay, yeah. uh, and then it, it settles on like, oh, I gotta pay them both. Oh, I, I fuck no, I'm not paying them both. Nope, yeah. not gonna, not gonna. We, we don't got the money for that. Yeah, and like she's like, well, I'm not gonna switch for real. I'm just like want to go get a second opinion about it or whatever. But then like as they're fighting, the pain stops. Yeah, and she's just like. Oh, I can feel the baby moving. Like she had with this pain, she has been like terrified that like it was like a stillborn or something, or not stillborn, but miscarriage. Mm-hmm. Um, and she can feel it kicking or whatever. And she's like, holy shit, like it's alive, like she's all happy and everything's good. Um three months later, Hutch dies. Uh, Rosemary gets a a phone call saying that he's dead, but before he died, uh, he had briefly regained consciousness and said to give her a book uh, that was entitled All Them Witches. It was a book about witchcraft. He wanted to make sure that before he died, she got this book. Uh, She was given a cryptic message that said, the name is an anagram. Um, So she is, she takes the book home. I would have never figured that out. They said they no, me either. I, I can't do that. I if you gave me like like Google, yeah, yeah, I like, could have figured it out. I could have asked Chat forge. GPT and they could have figured it out for me, but right. Um, there is a name in the book. First, she's trying to do an anagram for the the name of the book, which is All Them Witches, and she's doing all these things. It sounds wrong. But then she looks at, there's a name of a person in the book named uh, Stephen Marcato. And she takes that name and finds out that you can make Roman taste of it with that. And uh, Stephen Marcato was the son of like this like big time Satan cult worshiper thing. And upon further reading of, you know, what's going on with these uh, these cults, there's like a lot of baby sacrifices and blood rituals and stuff mentioned. So she's like, oh, shit, like if Roman Castavit is Stephen Marcato, he probably wants my baby. Yeah. And so she she tells guy about it he doesn't believe her he's like ah like like that's not it's fucking nonsense whatever and she's like he's not gonna come anywhere near my baby um no she's not getting any help from anybody Mm. uh and she's kind of been cut off from her friends do you see like she tried to have that one party before but and like her friends like that's the, the the only reliable 
like narrator she had for her own life was her friends being like, oh, my God, like your doctor sucks. You need to go see a different doctor. Yeah. Like if you're hurting like that and if you've been hurting for months, like it means something's wrong. Yeah. And it immediately guy flipped that on her and was like, your friends are a bunch of fucking bitches. They don't know what they're talking about. So she's Rosemary's alone. She's got nobody. So she goes to her old doctor for help. And explains to him the whole situation about what she thinks happening. She thinks that, uh, you know, they've convinced uh, Guy. She has suspicions that they've they've helped Guy with his career. But now all of a sudden he's got all these parts and stuff now coming up or whatever. And uh, that she thinks that her baby is going to be in jeopardy. Dr. Hill, you think, is like a good guy. He's like, yeah, we're going to help you out. Come here to this room. Just go take a nap. Everything's going to be fine. And then he sells her the fuck out. Because when yeah. she wakes up from a nap, uh, Dr. Abraham shows up uh, and her husband. And they're like, you talk any more about this witch shit, you're going to a psych ward. Yeah. Which is brutal. He must have. I'm, I mean, everybody keeps saying that Dr. Saperstein is a big deal. So he is otherwise a big deal. Because as soon as she mentions that mm -hmm. he's the guy that she, she's seeing he stops right he's like oh fuck saperstein yeah like the, oh fuck like so there's there it was almost like some fear like there was some fear to it yeah yeah like he did something to get into his position probably in the past right um so as they're escorting her home she <laughs> what does she do she just like throws a bunch of money on the ground and everyone just immediately like drops down. Yeah, everyone's just like money. They go for the money and she runs up to her apartment and locks herself in. Pushes Diego um, and... out or whoever. <laughs> and she locks the door. She's trying to like call her friends and stuff. Nobody's answering. Um, but they end up coming in. Big group of people. Uh, it's like Abraham and I think, uh, obviously her husband, I'm pretty sure the, the, the cast vets were there too. Right. I think when they come in. Yeah. I'm rusty. Yeah. Um, no, because they were, they left for a trip, a trip. So I don't think. Right. You don't see them again until the end. I totally forgot about that. So yeah, they, they, uh, when you think that Abraham is still on their side, how did they get them to leave on a trip? Because then wasn't it like they said that Roman Casavet was like dying? He only had like a couple months left to live or whatever. That's what he said. So, and then they said that he had to go see the world or a couple other. Countries. Yeah, like he was going to go see a few more things he hadn't seen or something before he died. So that yeah. was like them leaving. So she felt safer, but then shit uh, was going to get worse. And. She gets sedated. They break into her room while she's like pulled up in there. They they jab her with this needle and she goes into labor like right then and there. Yeah. Uh, when when she wakes up, they tell her that the baby was stillborn, that it didn't make it. And uh, that she's just kind of being held in her room. They're still pumping her full of these these pills. That was, I forgot I'm gonna go back. I'm going to go back a second because I thought this was funny. What? When it, when um when Rosemary was like, I'm not taking these shakes anymore or these drinks or whatever, 
and she goes to to Abraham. Now, originally, Abraham, the the new doctor, was like, "I don't, I, you should, you should never take pills." But then, when she's like, "I'm not drinking those shakes anymore," he's like, "I got some pills for you." <laughs> yeah. So he's like, "Okay, that's so cool. she's still." Yeah, so she's just getting like they're feeding her all this weird shit. They're 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 keeping her drugged basically. Yeah. And she starts hiding the pills. Like she starts putting it in her mouth and you see like there's like a crack in the wall where she's like kind of shoving the pills into instead of taking them and she kind of regains her strength and consciousness and she ends up hearing a baby crying. And she mentions something to about it to the nurse that's next to her and she's like, "Oh, let me go like check on that." And they come back a uh, guy comes in and he's like, "Oh, like that's our that's the neighbor's baby. Like the neighbors the neighbors have like a baby or whatever." And uh, she is suspicious. Obviously, she goes to the closet that we mentioned at the beginning of the movie, and uh, there's like a door that leads into the Casavet's apartment. Now, when she walks in. There's all these paintings on the wall that are obviously like real culty shit. Wasn't one of like a church burning or something? And yeah, I think it's I think it's like it either looks like it. I think it's Shart's Cathedral, uh, which is in Shart's. But yeah. I think it just looks like I think it's just meant to look like a cathedral burning. Right. I think it's just anti the uh Roman uh or Stephen Mercado is like clear he he goes off on a, a like there's uh like the Pope's on TV. It was like Pope's visit to Yankee Stadium was on TV. Um, Roman makes like an anti-Catholic, uh, anti-Pope. Right. They're very, very anti-religious. Anti yep. So yeah. a lot of that just that imagery ties into the whole Satan thing. Mm -hmm. And earlier when they went there the first time she had mentioned like why why did they take pictures down off their walls because you could see that there was like spots where where pictures like like there was the wall was lighter there was hooks on the walls well these were the pictures that were taken down was like very like satan-y looking uh paintings that were up in the wall yeah um she rounds the corner and there's just a big group of people that are all kind of like at this like it's it's in the cast of its apartment, but it looks like a party, um, but like a suit and tie party. And there is a crib at the very back of it that's like a, a black bassinet with like a curtain over it. And she's got like a knife and like they're like, be like, hey, you can't be here. She's like, shut the fuck up. <laughs> she, she just like walks up to the crib and you don't see anything except for her just being terrified. And she's like, what did you do to his eyes? What did you do to his eyes? They're like, he has his father's eyes. And she's like, guy's eyes don't look like that. And they're like, yeah, uh, not the father, uh, Satan. Satan's the dad. Uh, so you got fucked by Satan. And uh, his name is Adrian. Satan. And he's going to bring about the end to, uh, to, to, you know, all, all fucking religious practices and whatever. So she's like freaking out and like crying. Uh, they wrote Roman or, or, um, what's the other name there? Guy. No, his, his anagram name. 
Oh, St- Steven. Steven. Roman or Steven, whatever you want to call him. Steven Mercado or Roman Castavet, uh walks up to her and is like, hey, like, you know, it's still your baby. You know, like, do you want to be its mom? Like, well, you, don't, you don't have to join the cult, but, like, you could, like, still, like, be its mom. And there's this woman that's, like, rocking the cradle, like, super hard. And she, like, slowly approaches uh, Rosemary. And Rosemary approaches, and she's like, you're you're rocking it too fast. Like, that's why he's crying. You're doing it. She's like, get the fuck out of here. Yeah. Yeah. You're being a bad mom. And the woman's like, get the fuck out of here. And Roman's like, let her rock it. And she goes up. Rock and roll. She starts slowly rocking the cradle. And she, like tears stream down her face. And you can see like she kind of just the, the maternal instincts kick in over common sense of like, yeah, this is Satan's kid, but that's my baby boy. And uh, she just kind of smiles and looks at it. And that's the end. It just kind of pans out to, uh, yeah, more more lalas. I love the soundtrack of this movie. I, like, like I, I mentioned in the uh, in the uh, my written review for the film, I love the soundtrack of this movie. The soundtrack of this movie is like super versatile. Super, I mean, it, it's definitely dated, but. Uh, I don't know, like especially awesome. like the way it, the way that it, like the music works when she looks at it, the baby for the first mm. time, and just all, all that. And I was, I was actually listening to it while I was writing the review. And there's really cool jazz drum parts in the soundtrack, and so mm-hmm. that's a dope soundtrack. Big, yeah. thumbs, big thumbs up. There's like this ascending piano, like that I've definitely heard used before that it almost reminded me like of like a like the Wilhelm scream but like it reminded me of an audio cue that I've heard before like that it's like four or five piano notes that like ascend mm-hmm. like I don't know it, it was it was done it wasn't done early on in the movie it was like key parts like uh like two or three times at the end there was that uh musical cue yeah. that I thought was really cool. And I, I know I've heard it before. Someone's either parodied it, parodied it or uh, just, you know, it's become a, like a staple, like I said, like the Wilhelm scream. Or, yeah. Mm-hmm. Oh Very overused bit of music. Mm-hmm. So that was a very quick walkthrough. Um, so before we move on to the game, does anybody have like a scene they, they want to like talk a little bit more about like something maybe we skipped or something that you really liked i know i mean i hit i hit most of what i wanted in the review for the most part Mm. i feel like i watched the movie for the first time through your walkthrough (laughs) Ooh, (laughs) (laughs) it feels like a listener i am a listener one of us i have a question everybody has the answer to it so there's a couple times that like while Guy and Rosemary were in bed and they would hear a noise, camera would pan up and you would see like a shadow on the wall, mm. like of like something moving like on the wall. Nobody knows what that was. Okay, because it, re- it never explains it. So yeah, I remember seeing that camera angle pan up, but I I didn't catch anything. I mm. you know they had to have done that 
for a reason. I don't. Yeah, there was it. something there. I just I didn't catch yeah. it. I never looked it up, so I I don't know. I wasn't yeah. sure if anybody had that information, but we don't. It, Let us know in the comments. Like, yeah, <laughs> it seems when they pan up like that, and it's like dream sequency. Like there's religious uh, undertones, like for all of it. I think it's because those are Rosemary's visions and she has that catholic background so like the imagery in that is like you see like a sister superior who's like yelling at her or like in a group of, mm. of girls or like you see like i think there's like the sistine chapel ceiling um right and a couple other like but it's all like subconsciously like religiously undertoned which works it's great for the like the overall aesthetic for the movie too it yeah. just adds that, like, uh, I don't know, duality of between, like, the ritual of Satanism and the ritual, the ritual of the church. Yeah, I'd love yeah. to see the opening sequence of this film, but instead of like the Rosemary's Lullaby, it's like the opening song to Oliver and Company, <laughs> just about the New York, with the city, about the New York City streets or whatever. I can't. I, I think I've wasn't seen that, that movie written one time. by like, wasn't that like the song, like the music in that written by like, uh, what's his face? I don't know. Uh, Billy Joel was one of them. I know. Billy, yeah, Billy Joel. Like. Um, I but I, I feel like there were a few other big big names. I, Huey Lewis did some of the songs, I think, too. Huh. Okay. So Roman Polanski, sex, sex offender, or like. Predator or yeah, like rapist? No, he he convicted. he's not he's not able to be in the United States anymore because he yeah he's he's he's, he's been in like oh, Paris for bunker down in France yeah yeah France. Well, I'm saying, did he fuck a kid or did he rape a girl? I uh, I think he uh, raped a child. Yeah, it was like a thir oh. thirteen year old or something. Yeah, it was like a thirteen year old girl. Best of both worlds. Okay. <laughs> yeah, and oh. uh, yeah, and then his uh, scumbag. Yeah, and then his wife died. And and I was I was listening to <laughs> that's a whole nother story. Well, I, yeah, I was listening to the audiobook uh, Chaos. The it's about the Operation Paper or Operation uh, Fuck. I can't think of the name of the operation. Um, and um, Mockingbird. Mm, I don't know, but he's, it's like Charles Manson, the CIA connection with uh, dosing people with LSD and stuff like that. So there's. Oh, MK, MK Ultra. MK Ultra, that's it. Um, and uh, it talks about how that they found a a video of Sharon Tate being abused by two men, and they were assuming that Polanski was the filmer. I mean, it's a it's a uh, it's a conspiracy theory book, so I mean, take it with a grain of salt. But either way. You know, I already know Plansky's a piece of shit, so I kind of I believe it anyway. Was it just yeah. his, his? It was his filming style, like that's how they could tell. <laughs> They're like, it was shot really well, so yeah. <laughs> yeah. He's just in the background, like la 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 la. la. <laughs> yeah, but yeah, I feel like fuck Plansky. A, a lot of stuff in the '60s has that sub, like subtext of like we're looking back at it now, and I almost always look at everything in that era, like. As like the high water CIA MK Ultra, like Cold War, like programming. It's like where we like put like 
are the shit we learned from propaganda in World War II to like its best use. Yeah. I feel like was like 20 years after the war when it's like, oh, like, I don't know. Yeah. I think that we really mastered how to fracture the, the mind. Yeah. During this time. So, like, looking back, like, at these movies through that lens, there's like just so much more to see or the music or, you know. Yeah, just all like the like you were talking about like the like helter skelter type stuff to where it's like you can look back at all of that stuff through like a conspiracy lens and be like, was it all connected? Yeah, Polanski's in such a Polanski's in such a weird space in our culture. Just he's kind of like Woody Allen, which you Mm. know there's that connection with Mia Farrow, but um, of being known as you know had always been known as being a piece of shit. And like a garbage person, but they make really good movies that are undeniably great. And so, you know, because not not just this movie, I've I also love The Pianist, and I love mm-hmm. Carnage. I don't know, like Plansky's made some great movies, but he's so good. But he's also a garbage <laughs> person predator. You know, like it's 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 hard to it's hard as a society that wants to have every celebrity be like Saint Keanu and just be a perfect person that treats everybody right. But that's just not it's, the world we live it's in. It's the Michael Jackson complex. Yeah. Like he made thriller. Fuck kids. But they will never thriller, so. stop playing Michael Jackson on the radio. Yeah. It doesn't matter. And I know whether you believe what he did or not, it does it doesn't matter like the he had reached a level of stardom so powerful that he could have done anything. Yeah. On he could, you could have caught him on film and they would still be playing those songs yeah. on the radio. If your art is is so good that it transcends what other sins you commit in your life that's that says something about what art you've created, I guess. Yeah. You know? Yeah. I don't even think it's that much though i think just humans are like just scumbags <laughs> well yeah it's i like, think it's just I don't if know. it's something you like it's like yeah i mean and i mean it, it's just like i it just at a certain point you're just like ah it's history like it, even like how countries are like look at look at america like on our na- coming up on our national holiday our mm-hmm. anniversary it's like you it's like i don't know there's so much history there. It's like it's all built on like the more you look into history, you're like, oh, this is all like terrible war crime shit. Mm-hmm. And then yeah. you're just like, well, celebrate. Hey, but art hey, fire from work- the artist. Fireworks are cool. Give me though, a right? hot dog. <laughs> <laughs> sure, like all this freedom. <laughs> I don't know. It's a whole can of worms. No, I mean, well, but I I do think it's true that there are certain artists that will have done heinous things like R Kelly, for instance. And you do, uh, it is true that at this point you do not hear a lot of R Kelly played on the radio mm. um, be, as a consequence of what he's done. I'm in the closet. But, yeah. But, but like Ryan said, thriller is still going to be played on, on a lot of radio stations because it's thriller and it's Billy Jean. Mm-hmm. And it's these songs that are undeniably loved by everybody all over the world. It's not just, you know, not just our country, but there are certain I artists that it, we're okay with kind of, no, once you fuck up, you kind of poo-poo you and sweep you under the rug. 
I think it comes down to is there still money to be made off of this? Yeah. You know? Like I think it's like market we, market forces. Yeah, like it's like, yeah, Michael Jackson did that, but like, can we still sell it? Yeah. And yeah. honestly, out of all movies to be made by a garbage dude, what better movie to be made than Rosemary's Baby? You know, a movie a movie about everybody that's treating this woman terribly. And it's made by mm. a guy that treats people terribly. And I'm like, all right. Yeah. You know, mm-hmm. it, it doesn't yeah, make- And the thing is, she she's being treated terribly and it's presented in a way that's like, it's obviously wrong. Yeah. You know what I mean? Like, it's it's like, they're not like, oh, this stupid bitch. Like, and hey, viewers, don't you agree with how we're treating this woman? It's like yeah. everybody sides with Rosemary while watching the movie. Yeah, for sure. Mm. So, you know, yeah. I, I get what you're saying there. It's it's kind of I wonder if it was a cover up. If he was just like, oh fuck, I gotta make something to make up for what I've done. It's like him projecting. <laughs> I think he's predated it. Yeah, yeah. Uh maybe this, it was the other way. I mean they're they're pretty close. I mean the 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 pedophile stuff happened pretty soon around here. Or that was like because that was after or no, I don't know if that was after uh I think he was he at was least gone during the tape murders. Yeah. Uh, but I do I don't uh, think he had like fled yet. I think it was like early seventies. Yeah. Either way, it was it's it's pretty close in prox I mean in this because I mean this is what sixty seven. So I mean it was it was yeah, within so like five years of it, I feel like. Either way. Absolutely. Yeah. Cause I mean yeah. the tape murders weren't soon after this. No, no, yeah, they were close. Um, Okay, so we're going to play a game now. Uh, We're going to be playing Critical Perception, which is a game where I am going to be reading Rotten Tomatoes reviews and uh, the rest of our cast is going to try to guess what movie they are. Uh, Emily is dealing with a personal matter at the moment, so she won't be uh, uh, joining us. But the rest of us are all here. Uh, Boys, 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 boys. So, uh, Wait, what? Nothing. Okay. Uh, <laughs> so, uh, we're either going to do this until the first, like, if you guys just get uh, a three on me, then then that's good, or until we get bored. So, uh, the first <laughs> movie is, um, this is a fresh review, and it says, indeed, it's cultural sensitivity that lies at the heart of this movie it's not about serial killers, aliens, or supernatural beings. It's about the ordinary humans we know as the other because they come from somewhere else. It's like a get out. Nope. Can you, can you read that again? It, I'm sorry. Indeed, it's cultural sensitivity that lies at the heart of this movie. It is not okay. I'm reading it wrong because they wrote it wrong. Mm-hmm. Indeed, it is cultural sensitivity that lies at the heart of this movie. It is not about serial killers, aliens, or supernatural beings. It is about the ordinary humans we know as the other because they come from somewhere else. Boneheads. <laughs> uh, <laughs> uh, cultural. Cultural. Culture, 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 cultural, cultural, oh, cultural, uh, District Jesus Nine. Christ. I don't know. 
Ball nope. troll. That's okay. a good guess. It's but the thing is, it says so. It says it's not about aliens or supernatural being. I know, yeah, but the District Nine is not about that. It's about it's about uh, refugees and shit. Gotcha. All right, I'm gonna do another one here. Animal Holocaust. I'm not gonna say it says the director's name. I'm not gonna say the director's name yet because it'll give it away. Blank. So, blank wields a two prong setup that pokes at feelings of anxiety about remote communities and their link to an untamed wilderness while also presenting characters whose impersonal drama underscores every potentially disturbing situation in the film. This was a fresh rating. Uh, the village. Nope. That's a good guess though. The crazies. Nope. I don't know. Children of the corn. There's that, uh, I can't remember. It's like green. It's like a green room movie, but not no. Well, that too. <laughs> but uh, like that was gonna be one of my uh... or green. Something about the Amazon. Green Inferno. Like, green Inferno. Yep. It's not that, nope. but I was just wanted to think of that movie. It'd be a dead giveaway uh, if he said the director. That's why I thought it might have been a Shyamalan. Yeah. I don't know. I'm going to do this one. This is and this is what I'm going to say. I'm going to say if you can't get it after 3 reviews, then then you lose. You and I, you get the point. And I get the point. Okay. Okay. Sound good? Yeah. This yeah. and the the last one is good. I'll always make it like a pretty obvious one. Okay. Okay. Maybe you should get 3 this, points then. <laughs> no, cuz then it's pure. <laughs> yeah, <that's pretty laughs> this is this is a splat. This is a bad review. It says, is it a movie about grief, emasculation, mental health, spiritual awakening? The movie seems to inadvertently ask, who cares? Just watch another unnerving scene where the creepy Swedish cult does something else bizarre. Midsummer. It is Midsummer. There you go. Yeah, guys, you got it. You got it. Are these just rubes writing these this is just anybody can log in pretty much yeah okay. <laughs> all right oh shit you just have to be able to write and have an opinion well these people can't do either apparently boom yep. i mean i had trouble reading my review so i i apparently That's can't true. write so i don't know what i'm talking about either i'm inviting people to come <laughs> at us yeah <laughs> All right, next movie. This is, I know, a self-aware film. Oh, by the way, this is a splat. This is, I know, a self-aware film. Its cliches are parodies of horror cliches generally, but to subvert a form, it should first and foremost work as an entertainment, and it most surely does not. Cabin in the Woods. Correct. <laughs> yeah, I was like, yeah. Oh, my God. Boom! Nice job, dude. Damn. I bet almost every single review for that says subverting the medium. (laughs) (laughs) Fuckers, go die. (laughs) I think we've said that multiple times too, though. (laughs) I mean, if we review uh, Cabin in the Woods, you kind of have to talk about that. That's what that's what it is. Mm-hmm. Get a thesaurus. Yep. 
It's a House of Cards movie. It wouldn't be nothing without those other cards, which are the other movies. Okay, next movie. It is a fun house of supernatural horror with copious blood, but little violence. It's creepy, but just too darn corny at times to be the stuff of nightmares or paranoia, unless you happen to be a child. And that's actually for, for what it sounds like. That's that's a that's a fresh review. Final destination. No, you said it's bloody, but not gory. It says with copious blood, but little violence. Copious blood. Creepy, but just too darn corny at times to be the stuff. of. That's why I was thinking final destination. The Shining. Because it's not really violent. It's. Nope. Yeah, that's not that violent either. Ian, do you have a guess on this first review? No. No. Is it um Slither? Mm. It's gotta be a movie that Ryan would have seeked out to get a review from. Yeah. That's yeah. that's why I'm that's why I got cabin. Hey, don't play yeah. that game. It's bullshit. Yeah, it's, <laughs> we're playing the meta. Yeah, that's what I'm thinking of. All right, all right. Next one. A story of fighting our personal fears and the enduring power of friendship. It is more than just a scary story. It's oh. uh vesti- vest vestibule. Vestigial? Vestibule? No, it's V E S T I B U L E. Vestibule. 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 Yeah. Never heard that word in my life. It's like a lobby. Yeah. Okay. It's a vestibule into our psyche and maybe a little into our hearts. It. Yeah. Is I was it. Say it. Yeah. it is uh, it. I need to pick harder ones. <laughs> you just got to pick ones you haven't seen. <laughs> okay. All right. Uh, let me pick one I haven't seen. Um. An exceptional thriller, a film that puts us in the shoes and in the eyes of its protagonist, as very few other productions have managed to do. Introducing us to a world of killers and cannibals and the FBI agents who chase them. Silence of the Lambs? Fuck! F- FBI was a dead yeah. kind of. I was killer. like, yeah, I was like, it, it could be. I mean, it could be a lot of other serial killer movies, but I think the eyes, uh, the eyes reference, and yeah, the FBI put it over cannibals. All right, I'm gonna do yeah. one more to try to stump you guys. She great big fat person. <laughs> yeah. Wait, she great big fat person. <laughs> one of the very. This is a fresh review. One of the very few PG-13 horrors that actually does scare me because it feels realistic, it feels adult, and it feels like there is real weight and dramatic implications. What was that last, the last few words? Real white? Real weight. <laughs> real white implications. Uh, you know, if you know what I mean. The ring? No. The grudge? No. You only get one guess per per review. Why? Because you just <laughs> you didn't format this at all, Ryan. You're just coming I know. up with rules as you go. Rolling with it. Well, can I get a re- I- can I get a can I get a quick reread? Yeah. One of the very few PG thirteen horrors that actually does scare me because it feels realistic. It feels adult. It feels like there's real weight. And dramatic implications. 
Quiet Place? No. God damn it. No. Okay. Um. <laughs> oh, that was my guess. Peach. Yeah, I was trying to think of PG thirteen. Peach thirteen. This is a splat review. This is a, a non-fresh review. While the melting demon people are a nifty, unsettling touch, this alleged battle for the soul of mankind is in reality more of a sidewalk scuffle between a pair of legal eagles. Insidious. I don't. Melting demon. No, sir. Yeah, melting demon people. I don't. Um. Wait, is that like wax museum movie? No. <laughs> you already guessed Insidious for this one. You can't guess again. You didn't even let Ian guess the last one. I just time. guessed that Paris Hilton movie. <laughs> Ian, were wow. you going to guess the last one? Uh, no, I was going to say The Quiet Place, too, because I was trying to think of... Yeah, PG but you, oh, okay. you, didn't, you didn't let um, him... Well, then fine. Him. Ian gets two of this like, round. I feel like Disturbia's the PG-13. Uh, but I don't... I don't know. I mean, a PG-13 demon need Melting demon people. Melting, yeah, I don't know. PG thirteen, melting. Jake's demon just people. thinking because he's just gonna shove it in my ass on my le- my next <laughs> my next Par- one. He's Paris. Like, oh, I got it. Dude, <laughs> one night in there's Paris. A, there's a lot of PG thirteen movies. Yeah, I don't. I've... We ready for the last one? Mm-hmm. Go ahead. It's a splat. I'll give him credit there, but I'll also take it away just as quickly for never getting me to actually care. In fact, the only thing exercised by this movie was my interest. Exorcism of Emily Rose. Fuck. <laughs> I was like, it could be. Yeah. It could be. I, that, had, yeah. that had a, that had a bad, tra- like a trailer that was, that was pretty creepy. Right? Yeah. I, yes. It has the, 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 their eyes like get like, uh, mm. like black lines going like dripping underneath it or something like that, and they're and I kind of a shit movie. So I like. I just movie. remember criticism of Emily Rose. Oh, I just remember this came out in two thousand five. I was in North Carolina. I think I was like twelve at the time or something. And I just remember um seeing the trailer, and there was like a scene where there was like a car pulling away, and there yeah. was like a woman in the back of it. Yeah. And she like looks out the window and her face like stretches. Yeah. Like her jaw like gets like super long and like yeah. it, I that haunted me for weeks. Never yeah. seen it. Never seen so, the trailer. Yep. It's a good movie. It's a it's kinda like torn is or it's kinda told like a kinda like a court drama. It's a, Oh, that's where the legal eagle thing comes from. Oh yeah. I got I haven't it. seen it. Okay. I, I remember the trailer a little I bit never, though. That's PG thirteen too. Yep. I knew that, oh, okay. which helped yeah. as well. So I it was I was between that or the possession because that's like there's so many possession movies that are PG thirteen because they don't have they don't rely on gore, um, and that time period I feel like was a yeah summer movie PG thirteen mid two thousands yeah. Mm. Well, the good news is I feel like we got a format nailed down for that game. Mm-hmm. So it's still fun. That's still fun. I just stuck so at if it. we ever if we ever if we ever play that again. I, yeah, yeah. I know what I'm going to do now. So <laughs> thanks for thanks for helping me out with that audience. Thanks, thanks for coming up. <laughs> yeah, weigh in for what we go for what you think the rules should be or a point. Yeah. <laughs> Fix our shit. Yeah. Help right? us. We are lost. <laughs> I'm always lost. Yeah.
Okay. Well, I guess uh, you're gonna you know we're gonna do the wheel. Yeah, yeah. Let's get get to the wheel. Um, Emily's not here, but she did mention to me that she was thinking she would do Infinity Pool. Um, okay. For the wheel, so I'm just going to make the executive decision and put Infinity Pool in there for her. Perfect. Sorry. Can, if she, can I'm sorry, Ian. Can I change mine? Yes, Queen. To, uh the autopsy of Jane Doe. Nice. Like that movie a lot. And yours was the visit. Okay. I think I did the visit. Yep. Kinda over that idea. Autopsy of Jane Crow. Uh, Jake, yours was high tension. I'm going to leave it high tension. Okay. Uh, I think I'm going to stick with, or I'm going to change mine to American Werewolf because it's on, uh, mm. it's on shutter. Oh yeah. And it's one of Ooh, my, yeah, we can finally use our shutter. It's oh, one I'd of, love to use my shutter. It's one of my top five favorite horror movies. Um, our Patreon pick uh, this week is uh, Rachel, and Rachel selected uh, Suspiria, the 1977 mm. Suspiria. Oh, God. Another uh, 70s. Right. <laughs> uh, and oh. Ryan, you said you're going to st- stick with Chillerama until we watch Chillerama, right? So, Fuck yeah, I am. Oh, okay. I'm gonna keep That's that. locked in until we watch it. On the wheel. All right. So without further ado, let's spin the wheel. <laughs> And it is uh, an American werewolf in Yes, Queen. I haven't seen it yet. That's cool. One monster of your top movie. five classic monster movie. Is that what it is? It's it's I feel like my top five favorite horror movies are all kind of tied together as my favorite movie. Oh, okay. Like Evil Dead 2, The Thing, The Shining, The Exorcist. Uh and honestly I can't think of the what, what the other one is. This one. Oh, oh yeah, American Werewolf. Yeah. <laughs> and they're they're kind of all tied for my favorite horror movie. So, um, I love it. So yeah, that's awesome. Right. Cool. So we will see you next week with our review of American Werewolf in London. Okay, how? London town. But I I think I'm pretty sure I howled, but I'm pretty sure that my yeah might cut it out. Yeah, it cut it yeah. out completely. Yeah. Nope. Oh, nope. All right. I'll just, I'll stab one in later. Okay. All right. (laughs) Bye. 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 Bye.